This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. A U.S. Supreme Court ruling that was issued on Monday is getting a response from a former Auburn football coach, now turned senator. Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville has released a statement on the Kennedy versus Bremerton case out of Washington state. That's where coach Joe Kennedy took his case all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court after he was fired from his job for praying at the 50-yard line following his high school football games. The high court ruled in favor of Kennedy that this is a religious right for Kennedy as an individual and not a violation of the Establishment Clause since he worked for the school. Senator Tuberville called the ruling a victory for religious liberty and protecting the First Amendment as given to Americans. Tuberville says we are blessed to live in a country that recognizes the ability to worship freely, and he applauds the court for upholding this fundamental right. On Monday, the Daily Detail was also able to talk with attorney Matt Clark about this ruling. Clark heads up the Alabama Center for Law and Liberty. Ever since the late 1940s, the the U.S. Supreme Court has really been taking the notion of separation of church and state and, and using it to mean something that the founders never meant. Um, the, the, the establishment clause of the First Amendment says Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion. And, and what the leading authorities around the time of uh, the Constitution's framing told us is that the big objective was to make sure America never had a national church like England did. Because if you do, you're going to have uh, taxpayer money going to support that. And, and especially if people don't agree with that, it's just wrong to take their tax dollars to support it. Um, and in addition, a lot of the times those, uh, th- those establishments, those established churches often had penalties. Like if you didn't tie to that church or if you didn't attend, you can get thrown in jail for that. So that's what we didn't want in America. Yeah, we never intended to say things like, a high school football coach can't take a knee at the 50 yard line after the game and give thanks because he's a government employee. And unfortunately, that's the kind of thing that the left has been, you know, perverting the, the establishment clause to me for about the last 70 years. So today, um, the court had to decide whether the establishment clause required a contrary result. And they said no. And as a matter of fact, what they did was they took uh, the leading case on the issue. Uh, it, it was a 1971 case called Lemon versus Kurtzman. Um, which established, you know, a, a really bad test that really drove God out of the public square. Um, but the court looked at that and said, we realize this has kind of been the king of the hill for a long time, but we're not following it anymore. Um, we've been veering away for it for a while, and now we're just going to officially declare it to be abandoned. And instead, when we look at establishment clause issues, we want to look instead at historical practices at the time they existed at the founding to tell us whether something is good or not. And that is something that we have been pushing for for years and years and years. So this was a major win for religious liberty. Hopefully we're going to be getting back to, you know, allowing public prayer more in in schools and in government rather than making everybody run scared because a group like the ACLU could come along and sue them. A decision by the Alabama Republican Party to decide a primary state Senate race dispute with a coin toss is now being challenged. In particular, the Alabama Law Enforcement Agency is disputing the one provisional ballot that was counted in this tight race between Tom Watley and Jay Hovey. That one provisional ballot would bring the race between the two to a tie. The ALGOP candidate committee determined over this past weekend 
that the one provisional ballot for Watley was improperly excluded from the total number of votes counted after the primary. Now, Aaliyah is disputing the facts around that provisional ballot, saying that the person who cast the ballot still has a Georgia driver's license. They say that the person did not fulfill the issuance transaction necessary to be issued an Alabama driver's license and that the driver's license is necessary to be officially registered to vote. The ALGOP has not yet released a public response or plan of action to this recent statement from Aaliyah. More details are coming out regarding the shooting death of a teenager in South Alabama. That teenager's mother runs a popular TikTok account. 18-year-old Randon Lee was shot last Friday at a gas station in Pritchard. His mother, Ophelia Nichols, took to her TikTok account to plead for help in finding who killed her son. See what she's 18 years old? That's the best part of somebody's life. And I know they're out there in my town. They're out there. I ain't never asked y'all for anything. But I need your help with this. There's almost 7 million people that follow me. Somebody's got to know something. Now the Pritchard police held a news conference on Monday in which they revealed that Lee met with the murder suspects at the gas station in order to sell them marijuana. That's when he was shot. Here's Detective Jason Hathaway. Uh, We do know at this time that uh, Mr. Lee did have a relationship as far as um, selling to different individuals. It just wasn't them two individuals. Uh, We do know on multiple towns that he was selling and uh, these two individuals has bought from him in the past. Do we know what kind of drugs were involved? It was uh, marijuana. Uh, Just uh, basically the normal advice we usually give out to everyone, this this homicide is not more important than any homicide we've had in the city of Pritchard or actually anywhere. Uh, I realize that Ms. Nichols has a TikTok following, which is great, and all those followers could help by calling in if they have any information. Uh, any slight, you know, minuscule, you know, information that we get, you know, is good to follow up on. It may lead to nothing. However, you know, it may lead to something, you know, as well. Former school officials in North Alabama have agreed to the terms of repayment to the State Department of Education for a fraud scheme that landed them in trouble with federal prosecutors. The former school superintendent at the Athens City Schools, Trey Holiday, pleaded guilty last year to the charges against him. Holiday and four other co-defendants had varying degrees of involvement in a plan to get tuition money for a virtual academy that had falsified enrollment numbers. Holiday has agreed this month to repay the Alabama Department of Education $2.9 million. Gregory Corcoran, David Tutt, and Thomas Sisk have also reached agreements on this restitution plan. The four co-defendants assisted in the investigation and received reduced sentences as a result. A sentencing date for Holiday has not yet been scheduled. A new gas station being built in Tuscaloosa County is going to offer the very first charging station for an electric vehicle, or EV. The Extra Mile Chevron will be located in Alberta. There's currently been about $4 million in grants given out in Alabama for further creation of such charging stations in lieu of gasoline. Tuscaloosa City Council President Kip Tyner told WBRC News that this is the first EV charging station in Alabama to actually be placed at a gas station. 1819 News reporter Craig Monger recently wrote an article on whether or not Alabama's power grid can handle all the EV charging stations that are going to be potentially built in the state. 
That article was released this past Monday, and you can find it along with more Alabama stories at 1819news.com. In national news, an Amtrak train derailed on Monday in Missouri. The train was headed from Los Angeles to Chicago when it collided with a dump truck at a public crossing in that state. There were 243 passengers on that train. Rescue helicopters had to be called into the area to help with the response. The train was traveling at a high speed when the crash happened. Some of the passengers were able to crawl out of the overturned rail cars, and they did so while recording on their phone. We're going to go walk to the intersection now. It seems they hit a dump truck. Bye-bye. Two of the passengers are confirmed to be dead along with the dump truck driver. Fifty passengers were injured in that crash. Forty-six illegal migrants were found dead after being trapped in a tractor trailer in the Texas heat near San Antonio. Texas Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick spoke on Fox News last night saying that the Biden administration is to blame after creating a culture of death through its policies, including leaving the border wide open. This is more death on the hands of the president. I can't think of anything worse, Laura, uh, than these people in that 18-wheeler suffocating, the heat going to 130 degrees or more, trying to climb out desperately, desperately, and they died. Culture of death, whether it's fentanyl that he allows to come over the border because he has open borders that kills our teenagers, whether it's these 46 people, and it may be more, those are in the hospital are very critical, and the babies that we've talked about. If ever today, with this decision handed down, Laura, on prayer, if ever this nation needs to climb out of the darkness we are in of the Biden administration, now is the time that we all should be on our knees and pray. Seven, Second Chronicles right. seven fourteen. If my people, and we need to pray because America is in darkness right now. There are thirteen states that have immediate abortion bans going into effect after last week's Friday ruling from the U.S. Supreme Court that overrules Roe v. Wade. There are another thirteen states who have trigger laws in place that will begin the process of banning abortions in the weeks ahead. Now that the states have been given the opportunity to weigh in on the issue. This makes just over half of the states in the U.S. abortion-free or extremely abortion-limited. The Democrat governors in Michigan and Wisconsin are seeking to push back the implementation of laws that were passed in their state before the Supreme Court ruling. In Louisiana, a judge has issued a temporary restraining order to keep the state from enforcing a ban on abortions there. Orleans Parish Civil District Judge Robin Giarusso granted the requests of plaintiffs from the Hope Medical Group for Women and Medical Students for Choice. Louisiana Attorney General Jeff Landry says he will go to court to see that the state's abortion ban is enacted by the people. Landry says the state is prepared to defend this law in a state court just as it was in federal court. Another Supreme Court ruling in favor of the Second Amendment being uninfringed in the state of New York is now influencing other states. In California, The good cause standard that is required to obtain a concealed carry permit has now been dropped. This comes after the case out of New York addressed the very same issue, and the Supreme Court struck down that state's requirement for good cause. In New Jersey, Attorney General Matt Platkin also released a statement on the issue, detailing that the state's law enforcement agency there will not require an applicant to provide written certification of a justifiable need to carry a handgun. 
While we're talking about the state of New York, the state Supreme Court there has now issued a ruling that non-U.S. citizens cannot vote in local elections. The New York City Council approved an ordinance last December called Our City, Our Vote. It allowed those with green cards here in the U.S. to vote in municipal elections, but not in state or federal elections. The measure would have allowed some 800,000 residents in the city to determine who is the next mayor, district attorney, and city council members. That would have gone into effect in 2023, but the ordinance was immediately challenged by Republicans in that state. The New York State Constitution explicitly states that non-citizens cannot vote and it's considered illegal. Republicans involved in this latest lawsuit say it's a shame that there were efforts to avoid plain legal language in an effort for political gain. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. Don't forget to check out Phil Williams on Right Side Radio as he discusses liberal trash talk, tantrums, and freakouts. It was a banner week, even up to today. A banner seven days for conservatism in the realm of jurisprudence. But the, but the freakout keeps going. I mean, like right now, New York Times. New York Times has an op-ed out today calling for Congress to, quote, discipline the Supreme Court. What? Yeah. New York Times columnist Jamel Bowie, who apparently has no common sense, wrote an outline of how Democrats could rein in the high court in a piece titled, quote, How to Discipline a Rogue Supreme Court. She said, the Supreme Court does not exist above the constitutional system. <laughs> oh, it's he. I'm sorry, he. Uh, he added that the rogue court cannot shield itself from the power of the other branches. Among the options that Bowie listed were impeaching, removing justices, and packing the court. I'll be honest with you. I am pretty sure that if you tried to get the liberal justices of the Supreme Court to buy into this mode, they wouldn't agree with you. I mean, they may be liberal, but they have honor and integrity. And they also know that they lost and their position lost in a majority opinion. And the idea that you're going to write an op-ed in the so-called, you know, old gray lady, the, uh, the place where news, the, the world's news goes, uh, goes to die these days, it seems like. They want to impeach and remove justices for literally construing the law in the manner in which they believe is best based upon their Senate-confirmed position as Supreme Court justices? That's ridiculous. And it says, in the face of a reckless, reactionary, and power-hungry court, Congress has options. The problem is politics. No, the problem is knuckleheads like you. You can find more of that podcast at rightsideradio.org. If you are benefiting from the daily detail, remember if you go to the main page on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can drop me a five-star rating. That will help promote the podcast to other eyes and ears on those apps. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values.